Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of Patrick Rothfuss's, no, this belongs to all of us, all of our book, the Wise Man's Page, fear, crap. Podcast is called Wise Man's Page, the book is called The Wise Man's Fear, and it belongs to nobody and everybody. This is page 529. Not Dayton wanted to admit it, Tempe obviously had the better of him. I guessed the Adam reputation was more than just empty air. Martin watched Tempe return to his seat. Those clothes are still a problem, the woodsman said as if nothing much had happened. He eyed Tempe's blood red shirt and pants. Might as well run around waving a flag as wear that in the trees. I'll talk to him about it, I told the others. If Tempe was self-conscious about his Aturin, I guessed our conversation would go more smoothly without an audience. And I'll work out what he'll do if he runs into them. You three can go settle in and get dinner started. The three of them scattered off, looking to claim the prime places for their bedrolls. Tempe watched them go, then turned back to look at me. He glanced down at the ground and took a small shuffling step away. Tempe, he cocked his head and looked at me. We need to talk about your clothing. It happened again as soon as I started to talk. His attention slowly slid away from me, his eyes drifting down and to the side, as if he couldn't be bothered to actually listen, as if he were a sulky child. I don't need to tell you how infuriating it is to try and have a discussion with a person who won't look you in the eye. Still, I didn't have the luxury of taking offense or putting off this talk. I'd already delayed this conversation too long. Tempe, I fought the urge to snap my fingers in order to draw his attention back to me. Your clothes are red, I said, trying to keep it as simple as possible. Easy to see. Dangerous. He gave no response for a long moment. Then his pale eyes darted up to mine and he nodded, a simple bob of the head. I began to have a horrible suspicion that he might not actually understand what it was we were doing out here in the Eld. Tempe, you know what we are doing out here in the forest. Tempe's eyes moved to my rough sketch in the dirt, then back up at me. He shrugged and made a vague gesture with both hands. What is many but not all? At first I thought he was asking some strange philosophical question, then I realized he was asking for a word. I held up my hand and grabbed two of my fingers. Some? I grabbed three fingers. Most? Tempe watched my hands intently, nodding. Most, he said, fidgeting. I know most. Talk is fast. We are looking for men. His eyes slid away as soon as I started to speak, and I fought the urge to sigh. We are trying to find men. That's the page. Would that we could all find a man. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I love reading about Tempe's body language because I can see his thought process. I think that at the top of this page, when Tempe looks at the ground and then steps back it's because he's saying oh i'm i'm standing too close for these people they're not used to me standing so close i'm trying to find like the perfect distance that i think is the distance to be standing at because i know that people get uncomfortable when i stand too close to them and then when his eyes drift away he's not losing close attention he's looking at close hands which is where you usually look when you're having an atom conversation so he like drifts down there and then in the end at the bottom of the page when Quoth uses his hand as something to augment his conversation with Tempe's like ah yes I'm he looks intently at the hands because it's familiar to him he's used to looking at the hands for for more information and now he's finally getting it and Quoth doesn't realize any of this yet but I think that this forms the foundation of the beginning of Quoth's understanding of the Adam language I wondered if because he says, 
Tempe's attention slides away and down into the side. And I wonder if that was just an indication that like to the ADEM, like looking in someone's eyes is rude when you talk to them. Like that's like too intense. Uh, and so it's polite to like look away. Maybe, I mean, I can see why you want him to be looking at close hands. And I agree that that makes sense. But if he's looking down into the side, he's probably not looking at close hands because that's not where close hands would be. You know what I mean? I mean, I when you're standing with your arms relaxed, where are they? Where are your hands? They're at your sides. Uh-huh. And, and which direction are they? Are they up or down? <laughs> Yeah, but Tempe's not looking at Quoth's sides, which would mean that he's looking at Quoth and down. He's looking down and to his right, which would be away from Quoth and thus not looking at his You don't hand. know that. He's just looking to the, down into the side, which is where the hands go. When I hear down into the side, I hear your head is tilted at a 45 degree angle away from True and down, which is not looking at the hands. You all heard it here first. Jeremy is running up the right the the the, the red flag <laughs> the red flag of no quarter. Do you think there's any uh, connection between the Adem and looking at hands and like how Quoth looks at his hands sometimes? Yes, uh, I think it's more thematic than anything else. But I think that there is an importance in power or meaning imbued in hands, the magic that comes from hands and gesture and, and language. I think it's all tied into to this book. I don't think it's as specific as Quoth is like looking for words in, in his hands in Adem, but I do think that an ongoing through line throughout this book is the significance of hands and the inability or the ability to do things uh, through hands. The importance of Quoth's hands, he swears by his good hands. Uh, so I, I think it's more of a thematic uh, importance than anything else, but I, I do think it's it's related to Jordana. Cool. Ah, oh, that sounds like I've bested both of my foes. Jeremy, yeah, I was say, I'm pretty silence. sure I'm out of things. <laughs> and Jordana's out of things. The chamber is empty. Therefore, I have become the victor of this podcast. As we all know, it is the goal of every podcaster to become uh, the sole remaining podcaster, the victor of each episode. So I think we can chalk this one up uh, as another Nick victory, a Nictory, if you like. <laughs> I mean, if winning is that important to you, sure. Oh, it is. There's nothing more important than winning, Tridana. Uh, okay. That's what right. That's what saying? the MBA taught me. That's what I learned in business school. <laughs> oh, for a second, I thought you said NBA as in N as in Norman. And I was like, since when did you play basketball? <laughs> yeah, also the NBA. <laughs> I've seen Nike ads. I know what how important winning is. To be fair, I'm sure that there is no NBA coach in history who has said, guys, I don't care if we win or lose. I just want you to go out there and have fun. You know? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's ever happened. Not even in Space yeah, Jam, a movie about cartoons. <laughs> well, with that chirping, I suppose we'll have to leave it until tomorrow's page. Of the Wind. wind.